0: And welcome to the Closing Staff Podcast, your one-stop shop for all news relating to the past, (laughs) as it were. Uh, We're going to be with you here. I got me and a couple of my buddies. Um, We're going to be walking you through some experiences, some highs, some lows uh, of our time working for GameStop uh we've I think collectively I've got quite a few years between all of us um, we bring some uh, pretty good insights some pretty good stories um and try to make everyone laugh try to make everyone cry just try to cover it all tonight so um I go by cash wrap and uh, my two buddies here.
1: Yeah, I'll be going by distro. Here to bring you some some exciting stories hopefully some highs some lows as we as we say here I'm um, taking a lot of bullets with these guys so hopefully you know with uh, with uh, with our third podcast we can really get you get you on board you know get, let you know what we're about
2: yes indeed and uh, this is trade hold um, I don't have as much time uh, gamestop as these guys do but uh, I've had a lot of experience with the management and um, retail and uh, I'm pretty good I would say with the analyticals. i'd probably be able to give multiple perspectives also yeah Yeah.
1: uh, we're using our aliases because we do want to keep it under the radar you know how gamestop is yeah (laughs) um kind (laughs) of let you know all the good stuff all the bad stuff it's not going to be a hate podcast but more so a conversation of our experiences there um some constructive criticism but also things you can expect you know things things that we love things that we didn't love kind of, if you're a consumer, if you're an employee, you know, this really is for anybody.
2: I mean, it is GameStop after all. So, um, you know, we, we, we'll try to keep it off of ranting because that already exists on Reddit. There's plenty of that <laughs> you can
0: find online. Yeah. Plenty <laughs> of GameStop hate for Yeah, sure. So exactly. we, we don't want to, we didn't come together here to, um... Rage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that to go around elsewhere. Um, I think really the purpose of this, and I think, uh, Distro and Tradehold might agree, that um, it's really just about sharing experiences and, and recollecting some of the, uh, the things that we saw and did uh, during our time there. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get a, an audience that's interested in that, some ex-employees, some consumers. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, between the three of us, and then we plan on, you know, getting a few guests on the show, too. To really bring some different perspectives on things. And I don't know. I think it might be a good time.
1: (laughs) You're right. Especially with not a lot of things like this, you know, on the internet. A lot of people having these discussions, you know. Instead of, like I said, being on Reddit, having a lot of hate. This really gives us the opportunity to kind of give you our points of view. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I get some guests in here, get other points of view in there. Really, really just get away from that same conversation of why GameStop sucks. As opposed to being like, hey, these are why these things happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't agree with them 100%. Yeah. You know, but at least we can tell you what we did agree on, what we didn't agree on, you know, things that we did enjoy, things we didn't enjoy really get to a solid, you know, good, you good, good conversation,
2: basically insider perspectives that you might not be thinking about as a consumer or uh, possibly even giving some of the employees extra perspective um, from the consumer side. Right. That you might not be thinking of while you're working. <clears throat> yeah
0: and we might not always agree every time
2: yeah <laughs> You're right. again we
1: are not defending gamestop in any way shape or form we are yeah. not employed by gamestop at we all. are former employees we're former employees so this that, this yeah. conversation can go anywhere
2: yeah so we'll we'll try to like we, we try to keep it constructive but you may hear more negative than positive because it is gamestop
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh gamestop for some people kind of drums up some of those feelings Uh, that aren't, you know, always pleasant. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, speaking for myself, I, you know, it is what it is. And it was an important part of my life and career. And, you know, it really, you know, had a positive impact on me in in some ways, a lot of ways. So, I don't know. I think we hope to kind of mind that side of of the house, too. And just talk about some good times that we had there
1: you right. No, especially the Green Pine too there. You know, a lot of us had a lot of time there. You know, oftentimes working in a retail situation, you're locked into your location.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm.
1: of us took pride in our location too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all met at, you know, our similar store. We all loved our store. We felt like we had the best regulars. You know, at the time, too, you know, we were all really into the same games, you know, it was really fun. Yeah. So we kind of want to talk, too, a little bit today about, like, our roles in the, in our positions in the company, too, as far as when we first started.
0: Yeah, um, it so happens that uh, the three of us, Distro, Tradehold, and Cashwrap here, uh, uh, come from the same store, actually. I think probably one of the best places to start for this uh, thing that we're doing is kind of talking about us as individuals and where we started, and where we were, and you know, maybe even where we wanted to be at some point. So, mm-hmm. Tradehold, what's your story?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I think it's interesting that we're starting off with me. Uh, personally, I was not a huge fan of GameStop. Um, I worked at, I managed uh, a game store prior to working at GameStop for five years, and then actually had a management um, position of total of nine years by the time. I was interviewed for GameStop. At the uh, I was working at a different company, and they had let go of our entire shift, and it was close up to the holidays, and I needed a job. Um, I knew these guys and a few others from the one particular store location, <coughs> which was my favorite to frequent because um, the reason I hated GameStop or shopping at GameStop was because there were always employees that would... They were very... What... what? They, they were very um standoff opinionated no, <laughs> I, nice I, know, I don't no. know about yeah. opinionated what what they were was that they, they were very stuck on policies and mm. salesmen you know there wasn't there wasn't really a, a casual yeah assertive I guess is assertive. also another way yeah. well I, I think aggressive is probably a better way of saying it though. yeah, yeah. Um, and then some of them were just not informed um, and they were very st- stubborn Mm-hmm. That's what they they were very stubborn because sometimes they yeah. got their information from you know uh the gamestop p o s systems that would go out that sometimes would be misinformed, mm-hmm. but they stuck to that because that's what they were told and if you as a c- consumer had played a particular game and told them they were wrong, they were just like, "No, you're wrong. <laughs> I've experienced a lot of that, yeah, and so the reason I liked this store was because no one was like that. if they said. Mm-hmm. If they didn't know a game, they just said they didn't know a game. They didn't try to push sales on me. Um, I mean, after the initial ones. Because once they remember me, they're like, oh, you know, he doesn't want a GPG. So I'm not going to ask him for it. Uh, he's, he's never asked for a pro, so, you know. And so that's why I like this store. And when I was when I lost my job, I was like, oh, you know, I will apply here. Everyone has told me that I should work here. And uh, I do like video games. and So, yeah, uh, I, I ended up, uh, uh, I was actually interviewed. Because the district manager had wanted um, a new assistant manager to work at the store, but from outside the company as opposed to promoting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And from my previous experience, I didn't want that. I did <laughs> not want a manager um, position um, because I didn't want to have that kind of uh, mentality where it gets to a point where I bring it home, mm-hmm. where people are contacting me at home about, you know, oh, what's something, whatever's going on at the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. A So, I I was interviewed for assistant, but I had told the manager I didn't want assistant. And so, what happened was the district manager had uh, put me and which... I was hired on as SGA, third-tier management, because as a GA, you can't give full-time hours. So, right, right. As SGA, as senior, right. senior Game Advisor back then was what it was mm-hmm. called. And uh, another person that was SGA position who had worked at GameStop for five years that wanted to be uh, assistant manager put both of us on 90-day probation to see you know, whether <laughs> uh, one of us might, whether he can be promoted or whether I might change my mind which mm. I didn't. It <laughs> stuck us yeah, SGA, right. right. But, uh, that's my story going into GameStop. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe that might, awesome. how long were you there for too? I was there for it's a like... year. We, were... Yeah. I was there a year. It was for like a one year. solid year, right? One solid year. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a good, re- good start for someone who might not like GameStop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to get in the door somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's true. Yeah. And, um, Tradehold does happen to be the one with the least amount of experience on the job here, but does bring a wealth of knowledge that uh, I've always enjoyed listening to, and I, and I think everyone would agree as we start to hear some more from Tradehold. Uh, Distro, you've spent more time than that. Yeah, no, on right. the I, was, job.
1: I was I was with the company for quite a bit, a long time too. Yeah. You see, I'm enjoying hearing from Tradehold 2, because you have like some outside gaming store, you know, mm-hmm. like Info too. I have well. some uh, different comparisons to <clears throat> yeah. how
2: uh, the stores run as opposed, as opposed to GameStop, how they do it, which is very unique, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's a lot of the procedures, and, or the lack of, when it comes to how hectic the <laughs> yeah. stores see, can be. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's really weird, too, seeing kind of like when I started with the company, because I started with the company... It's, it was about six years ago. You know, I was with the company for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, started seasonal. Um, worked my way through the holiday season. Went through to, uh, to Guest Advisor, where I spent a good amount of time. Whereas, like, what they call the Game Advisor. I'm used to call it a Guest Advisor because right. they switched it up they on us. They switched
0: the name. They switched <laughs> it up
1: on us, yeah. But originally, we were the Game Advisors. And then, for the longest time, I was there. But uh, one of our old managers switched doors, brought me with me, uh, brought me brought with them. Promoted me to uh, what was the senior, you know, Game Advisor. At that point, Key Holder you know key spent holder. yeah spent a lot of good time mm-hmm. as the key holder you know running running the ship
0: yeah holding the keys
1: yeah holding the keys you know <laughs> and then um essentially you know got my opportunity to go to another store and uh, i became assistant manager and then from assistant manager at some point you know i actually running my own store you know running a high volume store two million that was you know yes yeah, yeah that fun. was yeah that was it was really fun yeah, yeah to be honest you know with with a lot of the stress there was a, a kind of you know, achievement unlocked. You know, kind of <laughs> feeling when you're yeah. sitting there with your own keys, your own store, top of the mountain. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely pretty cool. It was definitely weird to think about too. When I started with the company, and not so much when um, when Tradehold started with the company. It was you know when Tradehold started, they said they wanted to hire from outside the company mm-hmm. a lot. When I first started, really, you really needed to know somebody. Right. It was kind of uh, it was an almost exclusive retail group, you know. Yeah. Like I forget how we yeah. called it. It was a special retail, almost, you know, yeah. or I forget the wording for it specifically, but yeah, you yeah, know, it, to get your was... foot in the door with that company, you know, it was it was it was really hard, you know, because I would apply beforehand, I would never really get in, but you yeah. know, I had to know somebody in the store, and thank God I knew, you know, I, I was a regular too, going to the store that we started at. It was kind of like you would go and you feel welcome. You can actually talk up the games you were playing. You could actually feel comfortable talking about the games you are playing. You didn't feel like you were getting just, you know, braided with all these random questions or just, hey, why aren't you pre-ordering this random game? Mm-hmm. Hey, why aren't you throwing the protection <laughs> on, you know? Yeah. It kind of, like, when I'd go in there, I felt comfortable talking. It's like, hey, these are my friends, you know? Yeah. I can mm-hmm. come in. It feels comfortable. When we're talking about a new release, like, I want to pre-order with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to mention it as much, you know? They'll remind me. But it's not so much as, like you said, a selling technique. You're yeah. Just right. like I'm just trying to sell it on to you. Yeah. It's more so like, hey, I know he likes this game, you know. D- you're, we'll talk about it a little more. It's like, oh crap, that is coming out. Like, let me throw five on it, real yeah. quick mm-hmm. Before it gets too late. Right. You know, just, someone just... had spent time
0: to get on that level and build that rapport with you. You know, where <clears throat> where your purchases were coming from within, they were they were your own ideas. It's almost like uh, the concept of Inception, like the movie. Someone went into your mind and planted the thought that you wanted to reserve $5 on this game, yeah, right. but didn't do it by forcing you to do it, just got in your mind and said, you know, let's start talking about this new game that comes out in a year, mm-hmm. and if you like it, let's keep talking about it uh-huh. as it approaches, and then six months out, hey, we've been talking about it, guess what, we're taking orders on it. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. The idea's already been planted, mm-hmm. so. it's know. already it's, And it's a little more natural that way, too, as well. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I work in everywhere else, because I've been working since I was, like, pretty much 13, you know, every summer. and never really had, like, a summer to myself. Like, yeah. tons of work experience here. Really <laughs> shitty places, you know, doing lots of various things, you know, like, my, my list goes down. Yeah. But then once getting get into GameStop, it's kind of that idea is, like, I want to get in somewhere where I can talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, really get to sell things to people that I actually enjoy, that I know I can talk about. Yeah. But with a crew, you know, and a staff that I felt really comfortable with, too, as well. Yeah. Because it sucks working somewhere where it's, like, everyone has their own cliques. You don't really feel, like, welcome in, you know. You don't really know what to talk about. Yeah, it kind of makes it feel unnatural. You don't really feel like you can do your work the best you can. Yeah, and that's why I was really grateful with GameStop. At least I was there long enough to where I can move my way up the ladder. I mm-hmm. saw pretty much everything that yeah. could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I can tell you guys right now, everything <laughs> yeah. that did like could go wrong did go wrong with me. I was put in a lot of really bad situations, but I can tell you, I came out better for it. Mm-hmm. You, you know. learned from it, right? Yeah, learned I mean, if from from learning experiences, and that's
0: probably the best mm-hmm. kind of work experience mm-hmm. you can get is. You know, failure. How how you get through that? (laughs) uh,
2: Yeah, I would have to say that because of how hectic it is, and because of how often procedures would change, um, one of the best things about working at GameStop is the fact that you become very—if you stick with it—you become very solution-oriented because you witness all kinds of problems, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so many problems and situations that you probably would be much more on track with at other positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Especially too, like they teach you a lot of
1: things that a lot of people learn in school. You know, like things people are trained and taught they pay money for, you know, but we're over here just getting thrown in the trenches, (laughs) you know, yeah, like the the fires, you know, the bullets are flying. What are you going to do? Either you, you know, you cower or you figure it out. And I, I just,
0: I really liked that there wasn't like a menial type of position. Like it, it wasn't like a department store where you have a cashier whose job all day for eight hours a day is just to swipe things by a scanner all day and you maybe get to say hi and goodbye every now and then but your job is just scanning things the stores as at least from what i remember did not want people who did that and only that mm-hmm. they wanted people who did that but as an aside to the other parts of the job which was you know general housekeeping and cleaning even even things like that, but then, of course, there's the sales aspect, so you have to have people who can talk and who know how to build, you know, relationships really quickly and have them, you know, result in sales. So, um, that's one of the things I appreciated about it, not only in what it helped me um, uh, implement in my own career, but in uh, just working alongside those people. I mean, I was working alongside you guys and, and other people who were just, you know, Jack of all trades kind of guys. So, mm-hmm. guys yeah, it's and like girls.
1: being in a position like that really does bring out, you know, like mm-hmm. like say the best in people. You know, yeah, it's
2: it's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that because it automatically brings to mind the one seasonal employee that was hired <laughs> that actually only had one. Uh, one job because he was so focused on asking how he could move on that he didn't learn anything else. Yeah. So he only had one thing to do though. Every time he was scheduled. We'll go into that another time though. Yeah. I think (laughs)
0: we all have those um, for anyone listening who's worked at a store. I think we, I hope you're not one of these, but uh, I think we've all had experiences with that one or two employees every season who, as much as you tried to get them to, to, to do the full cycle and the full workload, they really only proved worth in one area. so yeah, you put yeah, them yeah, at like the you're... front of the
1: door, handing flyers <laughs> out for eight hours. It's like it's like playing an <laughs> RPG, right? And you're it's like you're supposed to be my healer, but you can't even heal me. Yeah. you know, you're my so pack. you're now. just going to carry all gonna, my <laughs> items. You're just going to hold my inventory. <laughs> yeah, now.
0: <you> know?
2: Mercy <laughs> can do more than that, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but think, for, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, but I was pretty much there for six years. Um, Left on some questionable terms, you know, mm-hmm. but definitely, definitely have a lot of GameStop knowledge. But, you know, sitting right next to me though, Cash Rep, Cash Rep's the one, you know, part of the team that hired me. Yeah, you know, yeah. part of my old uh, original management team, part right of the there.
0: Original team when you came in, and mm-hmm. um, back in those days, I was more involved in the hiring process. I think when uh, Trade Hold came around, I had you exited. Were down. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I had started to transition out <clears> by that time. But yeah, I've um, I started many years ago so it's probably been maybe about uh eight nine years or so when i first started and um, i actually didn't start i started in the season but i was brought on as a full-time uh, from the bat from the get-go and i came in as an lga which uh, was an old school position, yeah, right? um, doesn't exist anymore that's when you know um, he's old Yeah, when I had the LGA position. Yeah, Legacy GameStop. Uh, Legacy GameStop Advisor. No, it's Lead lead (laughs) Game Advisor. Um, And then uh, pretty quickly moved my way up to SGA, uh, the Senior Game Advisor, and then um, took on Assistant Manager, which which is where I spent most of my time there. Probably a good maybe four years, maybe five years or so, as in... um, Actually, maybe four years, four years or so as an Assistant Manager, and then um, had a temporary manager role for a few months or so un- until we closed the management gap at the top um, and so it was interesting because i had from the beginning never held a ga spot i had always had something higher than that a key holder mm-hmm. from the beginning and it was only in my last year at gamestop that i did i get a, G- a ga spot
2: you got I to see it from the trenches got, got to see mm-hmm. what
0: that was like which was uh, fun it was fun. It
2: was not the same for you, though, as more as everyone Yeah, no,
0: I was definitely shielded from a lot of the, uh, <laughs> I think I had built up enough, um, I had built up my veteran status. You had, by you had like, then. diplomatic immunity almost. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. yeah. I think I had a, a little bit of diplomatic immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. tried, people, people they tried, did. but they, they, <laughs> there, was, there was that guilt <laughs> trip because it was like, oh, man, you've I, been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's really true. It. I think I was asked I, to do a few uh, of those, you know, shifts that no one wanted to do. But uh, all I had to do was, you know, say no, and mm-hmm. I didn't have to do it, <laughs> which I think was a luxury for being a GA, because GAs are not mm-hmm. allowed to say no ever. <laughs> You're right? That's true. So
2: I um, uh, um I would have to interject that when I was there, a lot of GAs, especially because I was hired during the season yeah, open, and a lot of GAs did not pick up shifts. They were just <laughs> like, oh, I can't work that day, and I would be the one who would fill in the shifts. That's what that's what I became known for. It's just like hey, trade hold, can you come in for this shift? Because so-so can't make it. I'm just like... See, that was I remember, like,
1: either when, when CashRap would call me, or our other, like, main manager would call me, yeah, it was either, like, yeah, it was either, you're coming in. Because we, as, like, uh, game advisors back then, like, I'd get maybe three, four hours every week or two. Right, right. Yeah. right. So that's why it's just like, hey, we have an extra shift for you. It's like, oh, crap, you have an extra shift for me, you know? Like, it's either I take it or I don't take it, it you was, know? If you don't take it, I... Probably find someone who will. Yeah. Compared to like, you know, as like time grows by, you know, mm-hmm. like they are really opening the door more. It was like Yeah. You know, we were so low staffed at some point too. Oh, it was just man. like people were like, No, I don't want to go in for that crappy shift. You oh, know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh yeah, that was those days of, you know, bumping elbows and getting in the trenches so we could earn hours for the next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that was always fun. Um but yeah, I mean quite a few years there. Got to see kind of How things were before, you know, a lot of the new initiatives that came around, um, you know, kind of got to have, you know, the full experience of seeing the company in transition because I think that was, you know, probably the meat of my time was the company transitioning into this whole, um, you know, different verticals and trying to sell in different spaces. You know, Mm -hmm. luckily I got in at the tail end of it just being about games, you know. Obviously, there was selling of those games and the unsavory practices that some some might call unsavory practices. Yeah, but I'm glad, so too.
1: Like, I, even me, I got in, like, at the butt end of, like, it just being just game yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. stuff. You sold games, accessories for <clears throat> games, and video game consoles, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. You know, And maybe protections for those items. And, and you know, and, yeah, the, the warranties you, branched out. <laughs> yeah. you know?
2: I actually yeah. think I got in. The one year I was in was actually a pretty good time. Because that was that one, the one year they they changed their policy to go, oh hey, just sell to customers what you think they need. Yeah. Before they swapped it back, like <laughs> less than a year later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When
1: they tried to introduce solution selling. Yeah, solution. Because that was cool about our store originally, you know. Yeah. It was like that, like all those things were instilled already.
2: Yeah. You yeah. Know,
1: all those things were already in place without us really having to we, put them in place. We had a, a good store in that. Uh, when it came time for the company to roll out company-wide
0: initiatives on solution selling and building relationships with your customers. I think that our store kind of got a head start on a lot of that stuff where it didn't really require a lot of training for us. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like, this is what we're already doing. We already got a solid base of customers who were friends with, who were not friends with, but they might feel like we're friends Mm -hmm. with them enough to, you know, trust us and our insight. So
2: a lot of it was, um, you know, pretty easy transition for us right. I also want to I want to say uh, you know as someone who came from a different game store um, where GameStop was known for like pushy or yeah. pu- you know pushing sales and all that right. Uh, right. when that transition happened and they were showing it on you know the TVs you know the, the training videos that would happen before and after uh, the store opens yeah. and closes <clears throat> you would see then you like GameStop just figured this out, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you know that that was a that was a thing was like, GameStop was so on pushing sales that just now this one year I think this was uh, a, it was this this must have been somewhere around was it 2015 or was it like I want to say you know, I want to say it was like 2014 2014 yeah I was like mm-hmm. 2014 was like wow after all this time they just figured out that maybe they should just be pushing what they think the customer needs. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely agreed though when I was working, I'm like, yeah, well, this store is already good at that because they've nev- we never try to push anything. Yeah. yeah. Like Nothing too hard, you know, we didn't try to pressure customers or anything like that. So. You're
1: right. Because it was, even you know, how I was trained. It's like, I always ask an open-ended question. You yep. never be pushy, you know? That's right. why I always ask people, you know, like, What are you playing right now? Right. You know, to be like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, welcome in. If I can, most of the time, too, we're really good at picking up when people didn't really want to talk to us. Mm -hmm. Because being at the location where we do got a lot of foot traffic. Oh, a lot of foot traffic. So that's why it was nice when you actually got that one person in your who's like, hey, what are you playing right now? They can't just be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because then if they're like, no, it's like, no, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, okay, you don't want to talk to me, I'll move on. Like, that's fine. But like, (laughs) it's like, I'm the gamer. Like, I love games. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to talk about games. I'm here to, you know, talk about games. I'm not selling you anything. Don't worry. I'm just trying to find out what yeah. you're on, so that I can know, like, you know, what we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, you know. But if yeah. you don't want to talk, that's perfectly fine too. You know, really? like I, I can let you go. Mm-hmm. But it's nice when you have that one person that comes in. It's like oh, I'm more of a retro gamer, or oh, I'm mainly into like Call mm-hmm. of Duty when Call of Duty was still really big. You know, yeah, yeah. and like all these, like all these other things too. You know, like you really get to find out like all these different cool, like niche communities yeah. in the gaming community. You know, yeah, and it think... really, really helped us, like, yeah, really grow as a store too. You know.
2: That's a, that another good thing about working at GameStop is that it's very good at, uh, if you're someone who's more introverted, it's really it's really good at showing you how to I, like be an icebreaker. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. breaking the ice with the customers because you have that one thing in common. You like video games, mm-hmm. and so you would be able to talk to someone yeah. just by bringing up some kind of video game or seeing what kind of video game they're looking at. Mm-hmm. You like, can
0: always fall back on that oh, yeah.
2: as a as a point. You know, to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can carry on after GameStop. It's like, you know, oh, how did I talk to people oh, when yeah. I was here? Well, I talked about video games. So if I right. went somewhere else, it's like, well, what's my common ground? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, right. it's,
1: it's funny, too, you see it on the TV for training and stuff. It's like before they would drill it into, like, these people that can't really communicate, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, no, you need to have these pro cards. Right. You need to have these things. Uh-huh. You need to take those things. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to when we'd come into our story, we'd be like, what's the goal today? Oh, yeah, like, let's knock it out, Right. You now Right, yeah. Well, that like, well, you know we can do it because it's just natural for us, you yeah. know? But then, like, like, we're always talking to putting people in the right positions to mm-hmm. succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we did had definitely have a lot of good people that were, like, let's say good with ops. You know, not so much, like, good with, like, at yeah, the register. definitely. We did have people that were, like, good at the ridge, but, like, not so good ops, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was a good balance there. Because you can hour. at least, like, place people where they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. As opposed to drilling it into them. So, I feel like GameStop for a while there, it was just, like, everybody needs to have, like, <laughs> solid numbers. Yeah. For the that, store to sort of succeed and to get more hours. Right. right? The thing you about know? GameStop,
2: yeah, is they're they're very script-oriented. Mm-hmm. very script oriented and to the point where uh I, i'm sure a lot of people any customers um even employees would know that when you call you get this long script and you you know you say i don't want to hear this well guess what they have to say it right <laughs> right. It's,
1: it's, it's painful yeah like i always tell my staff too when i first started hiring people i'd say make sure that because like, i always say don't be a robotic salesman you know yeah it's like i always hate when i'm in line and then someone comes up to the, like i have two people in front of me and one person goes up and they get like the spiel you know and it's like, oh, they're having a good connection with that person, but then the next guy that comes up gets the exact same wording. <laughs> yeah. The exact same thing, you know, and it's kind of just like, oh, it's cookie cutter. It's like, now when I go up, I can just tell like this guy isn't really, you know, like <laughs> He's it's just, just all say scripted, the same thing. Which yeah. is which is fine. He's doing his job, you know, but at the same time I don't feel connected. I don't yeah, trust right. this guy. I don't right. feel like I'm like I don't feel like, you know, comfortable with There's here no as much, authenticity. You know? No authenticity. As yeah. opposed to you come up it's like you have one really good interaction with someone, someone sees that, like, oh cool. And you come up and you make that unique to the person. Mm-hmm. And they see it and they're like, oh crap, this guy's actually Actually cares about what I'm talking yeah. about. It's not so much like, oh, I say this so you can say that. Then I say this, and then I bring it up with the reservation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then I have like my punchline, which is like, do you want to reserve this now? It's like, no. It's like we're we're each having like our own individual experiences mm-hmm. with these people, you know? Right. Because it's easy to kind of like, yeah, just get stuck in script mode, and that's yeah. what GameStop wants. They yeah. want People that are very to the book or well, script, you know.
2: I mean, speaking from a outside perspective on that too. Uh, if you're not familiar. Uh, what really brought, brought that on was uh, McDonald's and franchising because what people want is predictability. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have these scripts. Another thing is just, you know, breaking in, like, new employees. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, but to, to make it comfortable for them to say these things. But uh, um, if you're a customer and you're, you know, wondering, oh, who's actually monitoring that you're saying these things? Well, guess what? We would get random calls from the higher-ups to see whether these scripts are actually being followed. Mm-hmm. So we do have we did have to say them yeah, remember as much the as we didn't want to that's
0: that's 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 something you're never going to be able to escape yeah. if you're working there i'm sure no mm-hmm. whoever's well, the, listening
1: who's working there probably knows yeah, yeah i can tell go. you right now they will undercover call your store oh yeah they did it to my store plenty of times especially when i was a manager and we'd hear it on the conference call and stuff and they like and they would throw like they'd feel like no i'm gonna call your guys' stores when you guys purposely aren't there so we can see if your staff's on point yeah Yeah, you know and then like you have to go down and tell your staff big brother's watching which throws the whole like everything off because now everyone answers the phone hella timid yeah you know kind of like oh damn is this my district manager you know yeah Mm -hmm.
2: And uh yeah. <laughs>
0: Keeps everyone honest though. I,
2: Keeps everyone uh in line and consistent which is where that, yeah. you know. I would have to say also that uh I got lucky with the one year I worked because they changed that to where it was like, Well, bring up promotions that you're more comfortable talking about or that you're you know, that you think you're better yeah. at talking about. And so yeah. we didn't always have to follow something. It was just more of a make sure you mention some kind of promo or a game coming out or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they changed huh. that again immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that didn't yeah, work. Right. Uh,
0: but yeah, I think uh, the three of us can agree that um, the store yeah. we worked at was particularly yeah a nice. good time. Huh?
1: Yeah, I say especially with our regulars too. You know, yeah. like I feel like we each brought something to the table as far as like our different gaming backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, you know, we each had something that you know someone could bring up and like talk about. And if we weren't so much like you know versed in that, you know, like mm-hmm. we, were, we were very good. Very well rounded,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, a little bit about that store. Um, so when I started, I trained at a different store, but it, I was intended to help open the one that we spent our time at that we eventually all worked at. And, yeah. Our, our baby, um, you know? Yeah, like so, yeah,
1: so this is the mothership, you know? Our hub. Yeah. So, our uh, hub. Yeah, yeah. Our hub.
0: Our, our main base. <laughs> uh, so I had been in there from, from the very first day of opening. Um, and helped kind of set it up a little bit. Although yeah, they forget, had a, you
1: guys opened that store.
0: We opened that oh, yeah. store, mm-hmm. Um, the manager and I opened that store. I was, I think I was an LGA at that time. I, I must have been an LGA going into that store, and so we had an assistant manager, we had a senior game advisor, and we had a crew of GAs. And then the manager who um, opened it had been a veteran. I think that might have been his maybe... S- fifth year
1: working for GameStop by that time. So um, Yeah, that was a trip because by the time he left with me, yeah, he was getting close to ten or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was a he was a long time longtime player uh, uh, in GameStop. And actually someone who would be kind of cool to have on the show one day. Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, I know he's still in the area. Yeah, and I'm sure he wouldn't be opposed to yep. sharing. Yep, I don't think some. he would. No.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. What's well, funny too. What he's the one that. Cool, yeah. He's the one that got my my uh, career moving towards GameStop and like management. Yeah. You know, he's the one that really got me an opportunity. Yeah, he was. He's the one. Yeah, that he, put you he, in the right place. He played places. me over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And same thing for me. He really had a big impact on mm-hmm. my career there too. But um, yeah, so him and I opened that store, and I I think like working directly alongside him for so long um i really started to see that he wanted to instill some of the things that we talked about earlier in that store from day one um he had had he had taken over previous stores in the past and kind of come into things in progress but this is the first time where he can make an impact in the community and the shoppers and the clientele that shop there from the very beginning and so i think a lot of what we talked about earlier is is due to that kind of early vision of mm-hmm. him wanting to do things a little differently there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it wasn't a mall store. It was a, it was yeah. a strip mall store, mm-hmm. and it didn't take very long for that store to become one of the most um,
1: busy... Busiest stores. Oh yeah, in yeah the district. That, I mean, think that's still a two million dollars store plus. You know? Still yeah. is. Yeah, it yeah. still is. It has happy. the.
2: It was a mall strip store, but mm-hmm. it had the foot traffic up back. Pretty much of, a mall. A mall, style, mall. Yeah, you yeah. Had,
1: you had a lot of food in that area. You had like, um, like the bank was right there. But then you still had like right right down the way was like Toys R Us. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. yeah. Target. You know, yeah, like all these different shops where people would kind of just roam around. That's Best Buy. You know? Actually,
0: that's a good point. The the anchor stores mm-hmm. in that in that shopping center were probably some of the best anchor stores you can have mm-hmm. as a as a small you know company moving in yeah you're at right. right. home depot we had all the all the major players you're were there right. and then of course we had our big big competition across the parking lot from us we Had a big best buy in the corner oh no yeah uh, I that was that. a lot of fun dealing with uh, people who had just come from best buy or we're leaving us and going to Best Buy. See, that, that made
1: me feel good about our original store, too, is we get people from, like, Target and then from, like, Best Buy coming and pre-ordering with us because okay. they liked us. They did. Yeah. You and know, we yeah. had a
0: lot of people come in and tell us that, too, you know. You know they, yeah. they liked the extra touch that the store oh. and its employees had, you know, given them
1: as they were doing their shopping. Yeah, because I forget, we all did battle in that plaza. We did. You know, yeah. There like many As far as retail goes, plaza. you know, yeah, because... I can tell you, they didn't live up to our launches at all. You know, like no, they, they can didn't. sell as much as they want, but they our launches were will yeah. put us overboard too. You know,
0: and we're—I mean, the the um, sort of as an aside here, the format of of the shows that we're going to run, we kind of want to tackle a different topic each show. And I think midnight launches is probably a
1: whole show. Oh yeah, we get yeah. dedicated in a whole show, maybe even more than launch more. experiences, good experiences, bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely be mm-hmm. a show. Just so. some,
0: you know, some stories that we have from those times. So we'll probably get into, you know, specifics on launches and that culture um, in a different show. But um, yeah, I mean the the store that we all hail from was was one that. Um, Let's just say the company did their homework in that area, and they knew exactly what they were doing when they opened a store there, mm-hmm. um, because again, it wasn't that long that that store was hitting some some pretty major
1: numbers. Um, well, especially in the location too, like especially in that area, there yeah. was no GameStop really like south of that, right? For for a long for time, a while, yeah. And the one that was was really small, and I can tell you from being like the consumer, being like the the customer, I did not like going to that store. Yeah,
0: because for those <laughs> those same things, yeah, like yeah. just
1: very very like no help. Like no real like care for the customer. I felt like it felt it felt uncomfortable walking in there. I was kind of like, "What are you buying now?" Yeah, yeah, you know? right, yeah. right. And see, it's that, kind of like, "Let me slide your shitty game across the counter and then yeah. like go home and play your shitty game because my game is better than yours." And it's kind of just like you get that right off the bat without anybody really having to say anything. Yeah,
2: see, that's, you know? that's a, that that's my experience with almost all Game Stops prior to our Game Stop. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah, where right what you what you described, That's me at every other location. Yeah, which is yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, right? it's just like why am I here? It was like yeah, I yeah. i stopped by GameStop as a last resort. I'm just like, uh, can I get this game anywhere else? Oh, damn it! <laughs> you yeah, cannot. Right? No,
1: yeah. we had <laughs> right. no, yeah, the physical releases, GameStop exclusive.
2: Yeah,
0: you exactly. know, and that's yeah. what you said earlier is a good point. We, I think we kind of opened like our locate, like location wise, we we were right in the middle of a bunch of other GameStops that were older, like the one to the south was an old one of the older stores in the district and even further south is where you hit our big mall stores when you go up to the north you didn't really have anything um hmm. Uh, for another, probably equal amount of distance. Yeah, right. And so, then
1: to the east and west, same thing. So. Yeah, especially if you drive up the street, you know, like the main street where we were at. You know, you get into like a really kind of richish neighborhood. Right. You know, and then like we were the only ones that could really take care of them. Right, And then right. going in the opposite direction, it was a lot of kind of like not as well, you know, <laughs> like of a neighborhood. And it, but we still took care of them, too. We were almost
0: so. exactly on the line between two different kinds of communities. Two different spectrums, And it was cool for me because we got to help all kinds of different people i mean we got to see very affluent families come in and, mm-hmm. you know we even had some celebrities come in who lived in those neighborhoods which was kind of cool i'm sure we'll dedicate an episode to celebrity sites. yes <laughs> right. I, still, I,
2: I witnessed a lot of uh, family like family gamers that were just mm-hmm. it was it was very uh um exciting yeah. to see like a whole family of gamers like you see someone who's like 40s, you know the parents, the yeah. 40s, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're in for Legend of Zelda, but they're like kids who are like 10, you know, they're there for Pokemon. I'm talking about like, you know, a family of mm-hmm. seven people going in there and just like, oh, they're all looking for games. Yeah, they, they, all, look they all
0: like they go in the door and then they all spread yeah. out to their areas, <laughs> and then they meet at the at the uh, cashier's table when it's time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we helped helped out a lot of those people, and then on the other side of the street, we got those. Other kinds of uh, customers
1: who would come in, Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so that was interesting.
1: Yeah, kind of really cool too. Because even like me coming from the gaming side, where I don't have a lot of money to spend on games, right? Like very strapped. Usually, it's like I got to go in with something in mind already, right? You know, I'm going in. I may have a little wiggle room, but that's like either my gas or my food, you know? Right, right, right. Like so, going into those stores always like whenever I worked at the like you know that store, I was very conscious of just like hey, this next. Then, you know, like this next purchase might be their only. Like this is holding them off until yeah. next paycheck. Yeah, you know? right. You know? Yes, So that's why it's hard for me. You know, like you get a, a, like an opportunity to talk to people and learn how to talk to people. So yeah. it's just you can offer these things. Yeah. But you can really find out like kind of like what situation they're in. Yeah. You know, it's before like what sucks now being like going into GameStop being like, "Hey, I'm here, you know, just for like my basic game, but mm-hmm. they're trying to pug me in with all this stuff, you know?" Right. When right. it's like they don't really know is like, "Can I afford it, you know?" You like, guys yeah. haven't really tried to like open it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And especially working at our old store, like I really got an appreciation for those people that are like, "Hey, this is my game that I'm playing for the rest of the month." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you yeah. had those people like you said to come in and it's like, "Oh, 15 renewal, that's whatever, you know." Yeah. Like, I can I can do that quick, all I'll tell you
2: one of the things I really dislike about you know having to push things is push like sales is when you see a kid in there. I'm talking about mm. like a little kid, and he has like five dollars because he wants to pre-order something, and uh, I'm just like I'm not trying to push anything else on. I, he probably only has five bucks, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and uh, like he's been saving that for a long time. You, too, know? you know. Yeah. And I'm sure you know that you know, you might have kids who you know like you said from affluent families that might actually have that extra money, mm-hmm. but usually you can tell. Where it's like, okay, no, if they only just have the one. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, oh, you should get this and you should get that because yeah. kids are easily excitable. So right. like, oh, maybe I should get this and I'm gonna go go find my parents right now and get more money from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Yeah, it definitely does make you feel bad, especially being on the management side at some point. Like sitting there, it's like I'm supposed to be selling you stuff because they, you know, unit that's per transaction UPT, like, like, yeah. like you know, attach rate, all this stupid stuff. You know, right. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm here to be like. I'm here to be honest with this kid. I'm here to sell him something that I know he's going to love, you know? Yeah. And not hammer too much down and not worry about it. Yeah. Because I hate having to feel like the jerky salesman because, like, you know, we're trying to reach numbers, Right, right. And they put you in those situations all the time where it's like, you know, why haven't you hit this metric? It's like, because I helped out five kids. I got them, like, the game they're probably going to play for the rest of their lives. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. You know, we yeah. actually hooked them up. They're going to want to come back to our store because, you know, we had a great experience with us. Right. As opposed to just going to, into a Target or something, you know? Mm-hmm. like. And they're actually going to, like, give us that business coming back, you know? But then they're going to ask, like, why didn't you attach that to that, mm-hmm, yeah. you know? Did you even mention it? It's just, like, at some point you don't even have to mention it because you know these kids, you, like you said, you know? Mm-hmm. That's probably all the money he has. <laughs> I'm not going to have him drag his mom in here, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, to, Because, like, she wants to hear... Like, he wants her to hear about what I have to sell, you know? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you should have to be an honest salesman without having them, like, looming over mm-hmm. your shoulder, like... That's true. You know? Yeah. Why are you not pushing these things?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, actually... We, I, wouldn't say we've been off on a tangent, but I would mm-hmm. say that uh, it's it's been kind of flowing pretty well. But uh, you guys had initially asked me what I was looking for when I went into GameStop. But I don't think you guys have, either one of you have actually went into that. Like, what were you looking for when you were hired, at you know, or when you were trying to get hired at GameStop? But one before you we talk about you know, uh, distro and cash wrap, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention, I was really looking forward to running tournaments because at previous, the previous games that I worked at, I ran mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, even at games that I wasn't very experienced in, uh, namely um, first-person shooters. But uh, my other manager who played... The other manager there who played mm-hmm. a lot of that for some reason never ran the tournaments herself, so I had to learn how to do that too. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I got hired on, our district had said that they weren't going to give us the extra budget to run tournaments, so I was mm-hmm. pretty bummed about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I was really looking forward to that because... like. The Midnight launches I've seen from, you know, our store before I worked there uh, were, were always fun. Mm-hmm. They were always really cool. And, you know, I remember Wrap had seen me there multiple times from Midnight. Yeah. And I was just like, I'd be into whatever contest you guys would be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we've had Tradehold donate a few of his um, artwork pieces <laughs> to some of our prizes, which have mm-hmm. been pretty cool. that's <laughs> always been a there fan really favorite. Cool, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember some customers who were just comment, like, he's the overachiever. <laughs> but yeah. I'll get into it. I was just like, oh, man, an hour. Let me just do something <laughs> real, like, crazy. you right. Let me crazy. get down with yeah.
1: Commissioned him for some
2: art pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, let's get back yeah. into uh, what That's we were it, talking, but, you know. but
1: going into it, too, what I expected dabbled in a little bit. Um, I wanted, I wanted to get into a position where I could talk to people, you know, being in a, like, customer service position where I was going to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to working by myself, you know, used to, you know, being, like, my own soldier worker bee. You know, like, it was nice being able to put myself in a situation where I wasn't just stuck in, like, a spot by myself. Yeah, right. Like, I'd actually have to be a part of a team, you know, where I had to communicate. Right. Really listen to people, find their needs. But, like I said, I was comfortable on the team, you know, because I knew, I already knew everybody Mm -hmm. that worked there. Right, right. Because I shopped there all the time. Yeah. So, it was was one of the things, too, is, like, when I finally got my foot in the door, it was kind of like I wanted to show what I could do, you Mm -hmm. know? So, you know, did, did I really get that out of the, you know, after the whole time? I'd say, yeah. You know, moving my way up all the way to the top. You know, oh, yeah. I'd say I've met some of the best people. You know, working at GameStop, even my staff. You and know? you, like, you've probably had one of the most complete
0: lifespans at a game at, at GameStop yeah, right? that I've seen. You've held every position, and you've kind of seen it from all angles, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think will provide some really good insight to. This thing we're trying to do.
1: You're right No, I'm hoping. Yeah, especially six years in the trenches, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely see some stuff. Six
0: years in the trenches, you definitely see some stuff. Right. You <laughs> heard <laughs> it here first.
1: What I, what I wanted from GameStop is I wanted some quality XP, you know? And I feel like I did get some quality XP. Did right you there. level up, though? I, I feel like I did level up, you know? A lot of, a lot of perk tree at workage, you know? Nice. Would I like to respec? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I but think almost anyone. Would yeah, like you know, to yeah. <laughs> if I could respec, I'd respec. But I'd say I'm, I'm happy with my build at the moment. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's good. That's good. I uh, what that's about you, Cash
2: well. uh,
0: I, You know, I think I think uh, a lot of my feelings and sentiments when I started really mirror what we heard from Distro, which is um, I was looking for an opportunity to put myself in a uncomfortable position to learn more about what I'm capable of and um, really kind of work on pieces of my personality and pieces of my work ethic that I didn't really get to work out that much in previous jobs. And really I, I GameStop was my second job I believe. Uh-huh. Um, my first mm-hmm. being game crazy. <laughs> so it's not it wasn't my first rodeo uh, in gaming retail. But um, I don't know. I think the uh, the ending that occurred at Game Crazy was not ideal for me. And I was not ready um, to see that store go. And I had wanted to, you know, kind of keep things going. And um, so I jumped on board. I knew that I, you know, was probably a little more valuable than just a just standard seasonal. So I decided to prove that up front, and uh, luckily, you know, it worked out. And um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it was it was a totally uh, a career slash life, you know, uh, improvement play kind mm-hmm. of thing. But staying there for you know maybe two two three years into it, when I was up an assistant manager and kind of seeing how management worked and got my first exposure to people management and hiring and all that. Um, I don't know, I think uh, it turned into a much more serious thing that I wanted to really see through. And then really it was just a matter of circumstance and opportunity when I exited. It was just, you know, bigger and better things come along and you make a decision, so. um, But yeah, totally grateful for the time I spent there. And I think that I, like Distro, Got what I was looking for by the end of it, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to you both talk. It hadn't really hit me yet, but I think I'm the oldest one here, aren't I? <coughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. You look yeah. old, so. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not what you're supposed to say for an Asian man. We've got with us. It's yeah, true. Yeah. true. Uh, well, sensei be... over here. Yeah, Sensei, you know. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking which of which, since since he trade one, you gotta have that long beard, you know.
0: He's been on. Let's just say he's been in the trade
2: hold basket for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Speaking of which, um, I know that uh, Disho had mentioned that you had kind of like a sort of ambiguous exit, or mm-hmm. yeah, um, a little iffy. But uh, uh, how about yours, Cash Wrap?
0: Uh, again, I think it was. I think it was just a matter of circumstance. I think it was. Um, well, really, probably one of the main things is um, I was in contention and in the running for the permanent manager position, and I, I probably didn't do my due diligence and my best to display that that is what I wanted. Um, probably because I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted mm-hmm. that because working with the manager who had started that store with me and seeing how long he had been in it and just kind of confiding, getting some advice from him and as well as some other managers who have been doing it for a while. I think, and it's funny because I never imagined myself as someone who's afraid of commitment, mm-hmm. but the commitment required for a manager position was very um, uh, explicit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Distro, you might have some insight to this too. it, oh, it know, was of course, yeah. It was a long term play. A lot of a lot of long nights, yeah. If you took that position and from what I had heard, it was it's the, it was demanding. It was well, I mean, like the the nature of the job was definitely demanding. Mm-hmm. but I mean, with as much as I, that I was tasked with as an assistant manager, it was really just a matter of a few more hours a week and now you get to do schedules. You know, it was like super simple. I was doing a lot of the work anyways. But what I what had been communicated to me was, once you're in, it's challenging to get out. Mm. You're gonna get you're gonna get stuck here. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like the money. You're gonna like the work until you don't, <laughs> or until something mm. better comes along. And then, unless you're fired, uh, good luck get handing your resignation in because it's going to be really difficult at that point. You're gonna have attachments. You're gonna have external factors that would make you believe that you can't leave and so that's probably what I had in the back of my mind is I I wasn't ready to commit because I was I felt like I was on the brink of leaving anyways and you know my time had kind of run out then so but I think because I didn't communicate that I wanted it that bad I didn't get it Mm -hmm. and it was it was a weird feeling because it was like I should have been picked for it because I was qualified but at the same time,
1: I'm glad I didn't get picked for it because I wasn't ready for it, anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could I could tell you the whole our whole store was vying for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it like, was. Yeah, you know, we were all wearing Team Cash <laughs> shirts. You know, like I remember any chance we'd get, we'd be like, "Oh no, he's you know." Yeah. He, he holds it down. Like we have, we have two leaders. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it, it was. It was never like we never looked at you guys as like. One of you was like one right. top. it was always kind of like either you were in or he was in. Which was and so it cool. was like yeah, and it was like you knew you just got it done, you know? Yeah.
0: And it was so cool running a store that way because
1: it was like it was like two partners working mm. together rather than just like a strict hierarchy of management, you know? So that's why it was almost like it almost kinda of sent like when someone leaves, why not just like you know, just yeah. passing the keys over, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of business politics when it comes to GameStop. A lot of,
0: a lot of
2: politics. That's yeah. a g-
0: actually a great word for yeah. it. A lot of, a lot of internal politics, politics mm-hmm. that that I just I don't think I was ready to navigate. I don't think I had learned enough from the senior manager in in the store to. From myself the, in that position from the alpha manager from the alpha <laughs> yeah from the alpha manager that's <laughs> true the
1: no, there's definitely a lot of situations that you do get placed in in the manager position
0: mm-hmm. that
1: you know often makes you feel like you have to take it on yourself right then you and it makes it hard for you to really train you know the next person or communicate that without really you know like like see your, your job as a manager is you never want to make your job seem shitty to the person below you oh yeah because right. you always want them to to look forward to moving yeah up. yeah you know you want them to know that when they work towards something they're going to get in it's going to be better you okay. know they want to look over at their manager and just being like, "Fuck, like this job sucks," and be like, "Why would I want that?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, yeah. So that's why, uh, like, I can definitely see, especially with our old manager, like he did take a lot of bullets for us too. He did, you know, he took a lot. And, like, of it wasn't bullets so much a matter of like he didn't want to train us; it was just kind of like the situations we were all kind of put in. Mm-hmm, like, it made mm-hmm. it hard for all of made us it tough. to kind of. Yeah, towards the end there, you know, maybe not so much in the beginning or in the middle, yeah. but like towards the towards end when the, the end, company yeah, started changing, when it started
0: fracturing and people were getting moved that you never thought were going to get moved and all that kind of thing. So I don't know. I think to answer the question, I I had an exit that was on my terms, mm-hmm. and um, it was positive note, too. It right? was it was positive. Mm-hmm. I don't think I burned any bridges. Mm-hmm. I think I um, I think my last uh, gesture as someone who had been at that store for so long and seen it from opening, uh, was to leave a good resignation note, which was kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. GAs don't usually do that, but I decided to do it. I don't even know where it is anymore. I don't
1: know if... The manager that time threw it away or what but um it's probably, it's probably logged somewhere because i remember when i finally went to that store back i went back to the store after all my moves you know yeah like i, I was like oh sweet i get to go through all the filing cabinets <laughs> and like all this stuff like it's yeah. my store yeah. you know yeah and like i didn't find any of that stuff so like yeah. maybe it's logged somewhere like, in the archives be. you know but, but yeah. again
2: i think it was more for me <laughs> yeah yeah i know that you uh you stepping down from assistant managers when that whole thing when I came in mm-hmm. and uh, was getting hired to take your place, which I didn't want. Yeah, I was hoping you know that was yeah, actually, someone yeah, else to take right. your place. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the, for uh, the, uh, the another
0: other, guy there. Another yeah, almost the turning yeah. Of the tide. Yeah, that yeah, was the turning. That was the changing
2: of the guard. At the
1: that's time. that's when I had left too, so it I was, was no longer at that store. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it was unfortunate that I did not get to work with that alpha manager, but I do say that I would say that the manager that hired me built built a good relationship with her too yeah so i you know i got it was good that i got to know her and the rest of the store Mm -hmm. um and you know mentioning the uh the tough decisions you have to be when you're in the management position i know that distro had like near the end of his uh in tenure. Put in a really tough situation of um, throwing all uh, like his whole store into the bus. Oh, in, or not. In, in, in the beginning, <laughs> middle, and end. Don't
1: even, I can tell you there is there is there is a lot of that. You know, it wasn't so much. Maybe some more public than others, but you know, like yeah. me and my team did a good job of taking care of our shit, mm. making sure we weren't on the radar. But then somehow you came on some, the radar. Somehow,
0: somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there showed
1: up on radar.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I also know from um, other other friends experience as a manage, manager of GameStop that like you, like uh, Cash Wrap was saying, you get into the point of a commitment. Um, it's not just that you're because you're there almost all the time and to the point where you're carrying work home. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find something else just because you don't have the time. Right. Right. You're uh, dedicated to, to that. But uh, I would have to say, I don't know if you would like the money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'd, I, I'd be, I think it was like, you're gonna it's, like it because you've never had it before yeah
0: and it's like you're gonna like maybe for as long as how however long like i said you like the work until you don't like the until work. until you don't like mm-hmm. it or until you figure out like i'm a, it be, it starts with wow i'm getting paid this much to do all this that's cool or i'm getting paid to do this much for this that's cool and then it turns into i'm only getting paid this yeah. much to do all this it's like and it's so quick that that happens mm-hmm. and from what from what i had been advised Sometimes you don't even realize it oh, yeah. until you're already years mm-hmm. into it, and yeah. it's like, "Holy crap! And how did I get myself?" It's it's into this? Mm-hmm. from
2: what I can tell as an observer. One of the things ways that they get that to you, um, to the point where you know you're looking at the money, but you're not really paying attention to the money. Yeah. It's the amount of perks. The perks. They know. give you they give you a good amount of stuff where it's just like, Man, I wish I got that. Yeah. And and so <laughs> yeah, so I that got, was so I got some stuff, yeah. That yeah, was like you know? the draw that was the draw of a
0: of a lower employee is you look at your manager and he's getting these gifts he's from from
1: all of these <laughs> publishers and he gets trips to conference and E three sometimes. Especially or, when you're a key holder and you're reading all the emails and you know and you're seeing like, you know, all this <laughs> stuff coming through, you're just like, Oh man, that's
2: like <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was always kind of the
0: The carrot at the end of the stick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh man, I get all these freebies every year and then you just, you don't realize that, you know. That was the cool thing
1: too. At least at the end of the day, like our retail was games, you know. And it was something we all cared about. So when we did get a perk like that, like it just, it felt a little more wholesome. It felt a
0: little more wholesome. It felt like something that appealed to us as gamers you know you're
1: right it wasn't just like a gift card to baskin robbins or something you <laughs> yeah. know like yeah. it was like hey here's a new title like you know it's just a new game you would being excited about or right? at mm-hmm. least a dlc pack or something I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i remember one time a long time ago like our old like a uh, old manager yeah he gave me just a uh, card for a dlc for mario kart and i was like yeah i was ecstatic i was yeah, like oh that was man awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was awesome it was awesome i was like great. i don't have to pay for this like sweet that's like 20 bucks that you same know? manager gave
0: me a dlc code for all the battlefield 4 content all of it the season pass for it. it was a $50 value right there and just hand it over. So yeah, I think um, those freebies were...
2: Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I do I do know that uh, not all stores would do that because sometimes oh, no. they would yeah. give out post that's one of the good things about our store was that if there was not the budget for it, would we'll find other ways of putting out the incentives yeah. that were just like, Oh man, this is this great work in here. You know? Without
0: breaking policy by, yeah. you know, shrinking a copy
2: of whatever. out, yeah, yeah, out yeah, And yeah, trying no, to justify it to, yeah. to, to company later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think we're, we probably should be wrapping up. The yeah. I think we're on time. Episode. I think um, But, uh, real quick, um, since we were just talking about, you know, all this free stuff, what, uh, what is your favorite genre? Uh, me, personally, I'm a big story person. I can play anything, but because I'm a big story person, my preferred genre is RPG games. Mm-hmm. RPGs. Uh, what about distro?
1: I'd say, I'd say RPGs. You know, RPGs are really strong up there. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of a really good, like, like... Third person narrative game mm. like like a Last of Us or like an Uncharted or something like that you know it's like action adventure too like an action adventure you know or like I'm a big fan of Zelda because the puzzle aspect mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I feel like RPGs just give me all of that yeah and it gives me a little more room to kind of you know role play like obviously you know yeah, yeah role play yeah, yeah. and make my story my own so I see RPGs so we
0: got two RPG fans on the show here in um, Destroy and Trade what about uh, cash wrap I I can I can get down with a good RPG here and there but. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think I might have to go bro on you guys and call first-person shooters. <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew, knew it. it. I think I might have to go that route. Um, there's just nothing like the thrill of just murdering <laughs> players in a game and then there's there's no feeling like seeing your name at the top of the MVP list you know so yeah we definitely in an like
1: episode where we go through and we talk about all our individual game tastes cuz i'm right there with you guys there's nothing <laughs> yeah. like there's nothing like a, a game with some good gunplay oh yeah you know like just where you where, you, where it just feels just feels nice when you're shooting the gun yeah. you know what i it's mean just... like there's just nothing like it true.
2: yeah you know I, I i do agree with you guys in that aspect but uh, because i'm a vague story person it's just i get bored of that real fast so, but, you know, my, I mean, my, uh, the, my games of choice often go from RPGs to action adventure. Yeah. Some people even thought I was a horror buff because I've played so many horror games. <laughs> like, no, horror games just always have very interesting premises. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I want to know the story of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we'll probably, um, yeah, we'll in, get into in later that. shows, we'll, we might end, you know, shows with little tidbits about our favorite games and favorite
1: consoles and first yeah, right. console you know a little trivia kind of things oh, about yeah. the no, three for sure. of
0: us but um
1: yeah i think um i think, I think we're think good we're... yeah i think it's ready to drop the gate you know i think yeah, we gotta, we've uh, I think we we've got done all of our closing uh, closing duties
2: yeah we got to kick uh, all all you listeners out of here you yeah. know we got to close the shop
0: yeah the shop's closing <laughs> up we're, we're closing the gates and mm-hmm. and
1: uh locking the doors yeah so. put the alarm code in we're we're, we're ready to go so.
2: yeah
0: until right. tomorrow closing time Right. Uh, or until next show, rather closing yeah.
2: time. This is uh, cash wrap. No, distro. And this is trade hold. And uh, you know, power to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, power to the podcast. Power to the podcast.